Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I got to tell you, I'm pumped for this year. Our team at Stay Forth is really excited because we've designed some pretty incredible things to nurture your leadership. Now, let me start with this. This is a really hard time to live and lead through. How do we lead well and serve those around us with discernment? How do we serve our families? How do we serve our friends, our teams, our organizations? No matter whether you are a business leader, a ministry leader, nonprofit leader, church leader, online influencer, writer, creative, musician, I bet you're wrestling with 90% of the same things as everybody else. You are not alone. Well, how do I know this? I spend about two-thirds of my week coaching leaders, helping them find clarity, helping them to overcome obstacles and take their next right steps. And what I've realized in the process is that we are sitting on a lot of leadership gold. That 90% that you're wrestling with and you're wrestling with and you're wrestling with and I'm wrestling with, we can bring to the forefront. And I find myself saying some of the same axioms every single week, asking some of the same questions and realizing that we can bring that over here to the podcast. Guys, remember, we're not just a podcast. This is an extension of Stay Forth Designs. And at Stay Forth, we want to help you live and lead the life that God designed you. And our mission is to help you get healthy and reach more impact. We want that impact to be sustainable. We want you to live and lead for the long haul with health. We want you to be fruitful. We want you to be faithful. We want you to lead well in this age. And let me remind you that it is possible. Now, there's a lot of complexity. It is incredibly hard, but please hear me say this. It is possible to live and lead well for the long haul right now in this moment. And we're experiencing a lot of leaders who are doing that. Some of those we bring here on the podcast, but we are kicking off a series that we are calling 12 Axioms That Will Change Your Life. A dozen axioms that'll change your life. Little phrases that are just going to keep on giving. And for the next 12 Tuesdays, we are going to bring one of those to you. Now, it starts with something short and simple. We're going to explain it. We're going to give you some good clarity on it. We're going to be really practical. And we're going to give you a resource at the end to consult. Maybe you and your team go through that together. You and your spouse, you and a friend, pull out your journal and do that by yourself. We're going to leave you with some questions to answer. If you do that, it's almost like you're getting free coaching sessions right here without having a one-on-one coach, without having to schedule And I would encourage you guys to have your notebook open because this is the stuff we talk about all week long as Stay Forth Coaches. These kind of conversations, I realize they're not just you, they're not just me, they're 90% of us. We have a lot in common and we want to bring these things to the surface. So here we go, a dozen axioms that'll change your life, kicking off the series. We're going to kick this off week one with this phrase, clarity up, overwhelm down. Clarity up, overwhelm down. I want to start with a question. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Now, the answer is a little bit different for all of us. But when we don't know what to do, I know that most forward-thinking leaders just do something. What do they do? Something. Start something work on something, read something, get busy doing something. 
And it seems that our culture is completely wrapped up in busyness. And I believe a lot of this busyness stems from a lack of clarity. Now, you got to realize this. Activity is not the same as productivity. There's a lot of activity right now. There's not a whole lot of productivity. And we need to figure out what the right things are. What are the right things for us to do? Now, this is effectiveness. It's about discerning and doing the right things. But that's completely different from doing all the things. Now, the efficiency of doing all the things without focusing on the effectiveness to do the right things will only lead us to overwhelm, burnout, and futility. It's pretty frustrating when you're working harder, but you're not feeling any fulfillment. You ever felt that when you say, I'm working so hard, I feel like I'm pushing this boulder up a hill all the time. And not only are we never getting to the top of the hill, but I don't even know why we are rolling this dang boulder up the hill to begin with. I heard this quote many years ago that haunts me. Unsure of our direction, we double our speed. Let me say that again. Unsure of our direction, we double our speed. Now, while we all get paralysis from time to time, many of us leaders have the bad habit of going faster when we don't actually know where we're going. Now, does that start like a rescue story that you've ever heard? Because we don't know where we're going, but we're going to get there really fast. Now, when we do this, we are leading from insecurity. When we go faster, but we're not exactly sure where we're going, we're leading from insecurity. I got to spend time with the late, great Eugene Peterson at 83 years old, a sage full of wisdom and honor and honesty and integrity and creativity. This is the guy that translated the Bible into the message paraphrase. And he used to say this, a busy pastor is a lazy pastor. A busy pastor is a lazy pastor. And I think that's true of all of us. I think a busy leader is a lazy leader. And much of our busyness is actually a fruit of our laziness to discern the right things and say no to everything else. If everything that comes in your life, you are not discerning. You are saying yes accidentally to everything, every scroll, every opportunity, every site, every app, every text, every call, at all the moments, then we will not do the things that are important. If it's all urgent, then none of it we will get to will be important. And at least once a day, I say this crucial phrase to an overwhelmed coaching client. Clarity up, overwhelm down. Clarity up, overwhelm down. Let me explain what I mean. Clarity and overwhelm have an inverse relationship. Now imagine two sandbags stretched over a pulley at the top. When clarity goes up, overwhelm naturally goes down. It's the natural result of us clarifying something. The simple act of finding clarity has the ability to clear the fog of overwhelm. Feeling foggy right now with overwhelm in your life, feeling like you're crippled to have the ability to make healthy decisions. Yes, overwhelm does that. It cripples our decision-making. We're not making good decisions for us, for our families, for our teams, or for our organizations. Now leave that overwhelm too long and that fog will fester into burnout, quitting, or eventually just letting your life drag you along for the ride. That you're not living your life anymore. You're getting lived by it. Friends, clarity is a game changer. Now, let me just take a minute to share what clarity is not. 
Clarity is not certainty. It is not knowing exactly what the result is going to be, exactly where you're going to be in five years. None of us knows that. So let's just establish that. Clarity is not certainty. Secondly, clarity is not a roadmap. It is not the exact route you're going to go to the full destination every single turn along the way. We just don't know, but it can provide some direction. So think direction, not roadmap. Clarity is not certainty. Clarity is not a roadmap. And clarity is not inspiration. There are a lot of inspirational things from podcasts to people that have mantras that they say to themselves in the morning to conferences people may go to, that book that you read that said, yes, I'm going to be amazing at that. That is not the same as clarity. Now, clarity can be inspiring to you or your team, but inspiration does not naturally make its way into clarity. Friends, clarity is not certainty. It is not a roadmap and it is not inspiration. So if you find yourself overwhelmed or you are heading there, you need to find clarity. So how do we actually do this? We've got three big ways you do this with some really practical next steps. Number one, you find clarity by naming things. You name things. Well, what things can we name? First of all, name your emotions. You could say a phrase like this, I am feeling blank because blank. Name the emotions. I am feeling blank right now because blank. I did this the other day in a crucial area of my life and it was so helpful to realize this was my reaction. This was my fear and I was feeling this because of this. Incredibly helpful. Second thing we can name, we can name losses and wins. Name losses and wins. Let me put this in a sentence. I need to grieve blank. I need to grieve blank. During COVID, our team at Stay Forth lost a lot of momentum, and it was a very clarifying day, very clarifying moment when I said, I need to grieve the loss of momentum. We had amazing opportunities, and we lost them, and I just needed to grieve that. Secondly, the wins. I need to celebrate blank. I need to celebrate blank. In my experience, we are terrible at celebrating as leaders in the West. We are moving quickly. We are heading toward the future and we forget to celebrate what happened last week. That's one of the reasons I have the discipline of looking back and looking ahead. You'll find that in our right side up journal every Sunday. I cannot tell you how my clarity goes up and my overwhelm goes down when I just know what to celebrate. Again, you can name emotions. You can name losses and wins. The third thing you can name are tensions. Tensions are things that we feel pulled between. Tensions are not things that we are going to fix. They are things we need to manage. You could put this in a sentence, I'm feeling pulled between blank and blank. Sometimes that's very practical. You could say, I am feeling pulled between excellence and this timeline we have by the end of November to get this done. Or I am feeling pulled between blank and blank, two different relationships, two competing priorities, friends, you can name things, name the emotions, the losses and the wins, and the tensions. Number two, how do we actually find clarity? We determine our direction, not our destination. We determine our direction, not our destination. Discern your steps in the right direction and start taking them, and your clarity goes up. Your momentum also goes up. Now, here's an example of this. The coaching client recently told me he wanted to take his wife on a getaway this year. 
but there was too much potential change that he just couldn't make a plan right now. Well, if he makes no plan, I'll tell you where that's going. With busy life and busy families, he's going to get to the end of the year. He's going to be disappointed. His wife's going to be disappointed. So I challenged him. I leaned in, I pushed back, and I said, there are a few small steps you can take toward this. I gave him some examples. You could start saving money in a bank account. You could have initial conversations with your wife about a few potential places that you'd like to go and how long you think you could get away. Is that two days? Is that five days? What kind of place are we talking? Do you need to get on a plane? Can you drive? Or he could check with friends and family to see if they'd be willing to watch his kids. These are all taking steps in the right direction without having the full picture. Remember that it is not about the destination or a roadmap to get there. It's about direction. He can take steps in that way and then he will have momentum. He will have clarity. Chances are really good that he can get away for the year, even in the midst of change. You make no steps. You have indecision. You have a lack of direction. The overwhelm's gone up. Chances are you're not actually going to get away for that getaway that's really important, but never urgent. Ask yourself, what steps could take me in the direction I want to go? Then go ahead and take them. Again, three big things we can do to actually get clarity. Number one, we can name things. Number two, we can determine our direction, not our destination. Number three, we can get input from someone objective. Get input from someone objective. Here's the reality. We're emotional about our own lives. Now, this means we care. We care about the decisions, the people, the money, the work, the time, all of it. We care about it. But this deep care can blind us and actually can lead us toward some pretty poor decisions. At some point, we have to get outside of our own head and seek input from someone more objective and less emotional about our life than we are. Find a wise friend or a mentor or a coach. Now, let me stop here. You know I'm biased because I spend two-thirds of my week helping leaders do this. Our team at Stay Forth is incredible at this, but I cannot recommend a good leadership coach enough. A good leadership coach will lead you to clarity so you can name the things that you're struggling to get over and can move you from being stuck in the past or being stuck in the present, and you can actually take your next steps. What we say is you can't make progress until you've made sense. In other words, you can't take the right next steps till you have clarity on what those right next steps are. It's not about some stranger expert giving you advice. Leadership coaching is about somebody journeying with you on your leadership climb to help you find clarity, period. Anything beyond that, maybe they move from a good coach to a great coach. Find a coach, if not find a friend who can be objective for you or a wise mentor. Again, in review, the three things you can do to actually find clarity are name things, naming your emotions, your losses, your wins, and your tensions. Number two, determine your direction, not your destination, and take those next steps. Number three, to get input from someone objective. Now, at the end of each of these axioms, these dozen axioms, we are going to give you two things. The first is a resource to consult. The resource to consult here, we call the big picture questions. Now, these are in the right side of journal every Thursday. We didn't invent these questions. We tweaked them. You've probably seen them somewhere else, but they're really good questions to self-assess. Again, they're in your right side of journal. Each Thursday, you can turn to that page and answer these right now. The first question is, where are you thriving? We need to celebrate these things. 
The second is where are you struggling? These are areas to pray through, to get on your knees and to invite the Father into. What feels confusing? These are the things we need to clarify. What's missing? Now, these are the gaps and the longings. Maybe they're, they're small, very practical gaps for you or your team. Maybe they're these big, deep longings of your heart or soul. And the last of the big picture questions, what are my next steps? And then you create a plan to take these. Going through these each Thursday, along with documenting, documenting my energy level and my encouragement level are so helpful for me. And the great news is some of the things that we're missing right now are not missing. A few months ago, they were missing. And through being able to figure out those gaps and longings, I've been able to actually begin to fill those with the help of friends and community around me. A lot of work, prayer, and help. It has been amazing to watch. But I didn't even know what I needed until I asked that question, what's missing? Now, here are your questions to answer. We want to leave you with these. And I think a good response to this dozen axioms series is for you to end in your journal. For you to end either in your right setup journal or a blank page to be able to write these things out very clearly, which area of my life or leadership is most overwhelming? Which area of my life or leadership is most overwhelming? What emotions, losses, wins, and tensions can I name? What emotions, losses, wins, and tensions can I name? And lastly, what next steps can I take in the direction of my goal? What next steps can I take in the direction of my goal? As it's early in the year, we know that you've got exciting goals. We know you've got big dreams, and we don't doubt that. But without next steps and the clarity to know what those next steps are, you could find yourself busier and in the fog of overwhelm this year. And overwhelm is dangerous. Overwhelm leads us to a lack of health. It leads us to that futility, the lack of really meeting this purpose that God put us on this earth for. What is your ultimate dream, goal, aim, purpose, unique design? God has designed you for working our way backwards, friends. We have to find clarity. If we are going to live and lead healthy in this upside down world, we can lead right side up. Friends, I hope this was helpful for you. Share this with someone else who could use this. Play this with your team. And remember, jump on over to the Right Side Up community on Facebook. It's a free, safe, protected space where amazing leaders are hanging out, having amazing conversations. We'd love to have you join the conversation there. Again, this is a dozen axioms that will change your life, a 12-week series. Catch us here next Tuesday. This is week one. We have 11 more great weeks coming for you. Friends, take your clarity up to take your overwhelm down. So long.